we have a really special offer today and I'm so excited to share it with you. The ultimate giveaway. Do you want to receive one of our planners for free or would you like access to our Instagram growth course worth £59? At My Bump to Baby, we are massively passionate about making sure parents have the protection in place that they need should the worst happen. If you choose to book in with your nearest family law solicitor today to have a look and a chat about your will, or if you book in with your financial advisor to review your family protection or your pension, we will give you access to either our Instagram course with £59 or we will send you one of our amazing planners completely free of charge. To qualify for this, all you need to do is fill in the form at the bottom of this podcast and we will book you in with your nearest advisor. You don't need to take out a policy and you don't need to take out a will. It's just simply having a chat to make sure that you have the protection that you need should the worst happen. We are so excited to bring you this offer and we hope you take advantage of it because protecting your family is the most important decision that you could make today. Please be aware that suicide is mentioned in this episode. Hello and welcome to Fifty Shades of Motherhood, uncensored, unhinged and unapologetic motherhood chats around the highs, the lows, the struggles, everything really. This week I am joined by Chrissy Royer-Penn from Chrissy Blogs and Chrissy will be sharing her raw and real and honest story of her motherhood journey with postpartum psychosis. Now this episode is very touching, very real, very raw and a bit sad that a mother had to go through all this. It's very important to me with this podcast that we talk to all different mums on different journeys so that we can all understand that we all have our own struggles that we deal with. So I hope you enjoy it. So today on Fifty Shades of Motherhood, we are joined with by Chrissy Royer-Penn and she experienced a postpartum psychosis and um, I'm really looking forward to speaking to her and her sharing her experience of her parenting journey so far. So welcome to the show, Chrissy. Hi, hi. Lovely to have you on here. Um, I just want to tell, tell us a bit about you anyway. Let's, let's get started with a bit more about you. Yeah, definitely. Um, so <laughs> I grew up uh, in Essex um, and I came from a split family. My parents split when I was quite young um, and my mum remarried uh, and had more children. Um, so I actually grew up as the eldest of six. Um, but I was very close to my stepfather. Um, but unfortunately, he passed away when I was 12. So it was a bit of a tough time uh growing up um I had to kind of grow up quite quickly from like 12 years old because I had at the time the youngest child was about 
uh, about two two years old so I had to kind of help out around the house quite a lot and um and 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 so on um but then by the time I was 20 both my parents had more children so I'm now actually the eldest of 11 no way that's amazing yeah yeah Um, I bet I bet Christmas is expensive oh my god yeah like we have to do like a secret Santa or something because it just just can't just can't do it all because uh yeah but but yeah that is crazy I love that I've only got a big brother and honestly I have to like him because it's the only one I've got so like (laughs) you've got like I can can pick and choose I can pick and choose who I like (laughs) how old is the youngest then yeah so the youngest is a little boy I think he's I'm not actually sure I think he's four or five I think he turns five this year as far as I'm aware so cute oh how lovely oh that's so interesting so so you met your partner and then you decided did you get married and then just decide to have children or did you get married afterwards or how how did how did you two meet yeah so uh we kind of we just kind of met through mutual friends um we actually knew each other for a few years before we actually started dating it was one of these kind of like he was right under my nose situations and like I never knew it um but yeah we kind of uh we moved in quite quickly together he moved in with me and my grandparents when we was together for about six months um so it moved quite quickly um but then after a couple of years we moved into the house we're in now and then we got married and that was nearly three years ago now so it it was about two years until we decided oh let's have children so yeah we went traveling before the literally we went we we got married we went traveling the year after and then we fell pregnant (laughs) oh how lovely oh do you know I'd love to go traveling I really would but honestly I am so I couldn't I mean I I could go with Danny because he's quite good at like getting around and stuff but honestly last time I went uh, I went to New York a couple of months ago to uh, see my friend over there Mm. and honestly I ended up nearly missing my flight I I, I honestly I'm just not very good at knowing where I should be (laughs) and when I mean I can't even catch the bus properly so um but that sounds amazing where did you go then where did you go traveling so we traveled around Europe um I done two weeks with just me and my best friend and then our partners came and met us for the last two weeks so we only done a month but we went around Europe we went all down Italy Greece Croatia then we've done a bit of Switzerland uh Slovenia just yeah all, all, all over the place really Oh, that sounds amazing. I really want to go to Italy, mainly for the pizza. Um, the food you know. is so good there. So is good. Yeah. Oh, did you have ice cream there? Does that taste any different there or not? Um, it, I had lemon sorbet and it was amazing. I mean, that if you go to Italy, that is the ice cream to get. <laughs> Oh, I love lemon somewhere. Do you know, um, me and Chrissy were just talking a few minutes ago. I was telling her about this new cocktail fetish we've got since lockdown. <laughs> Do you know, um, one of my favourites is a lemon sorbet daiquiri. Oh, oh my wow. God. It's, oh, you just get a blender, put the lemon sorbet in, a bit of ice and white rum. And oh my God, it is amazing. You don't think you're drinking alcohol at all. I mean, it's part of the reason why I end up hugging the toilet bowl most nights. But <laughs> I'm definitely going to try that uh, as soon as I can. So nice. But anyway, mm. back back to on topic. Sorry, yeah. this is this is why, Chrissy, I have to have my questions to keep me on, on track. Um, yeah, no, that's fine. So, um, so 
obviously then you decided you wanted um to try for a little baby which is lovely yeah. and mm-hmm. then you got pregnant which is exciting so tell mm-hmm. me a bit about your pregnancy journey yeah so it honestly my pregnancy was pretty textbook there was a few worries um they thought I had just gestational diabetes at one point um but it turns out I didn't I just had quite high sugar levels um and they also sent me for a growth scan when I was about 37 weeks um because he was quite large um and I, I think I was carrying a lot of water weight because I, I did puff up so much. My hands were swollen, my feet were swollen, my face was swollen, my nose was swollen, oh, and everything gosh. was so swollen. And um, but yeah, he uh, we went for a gross down at thirty seven weeks. I actually went into labour two days after that. <laughs> oh bless you! And he was yeah. measuring okay then, and everything then when when you'd had that. He was measuring like at the top of the scale, but yeah, he was okay. (laughs) Oh, bless. So, so with your birth story then onto that, I mean, I do like hearing birth stories, but Mm -hmm. um, yeah, yeah. Share, share, share a bit about your birth story with us then. Yeah, definitely. Um, I had quite a traumatic birth, but to be honest, I I think not all births are quite traumatic, (laughs) aren't they? Um, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But um. But my story, my story goes, it, it, it was about 40 hours long and it ended in a C-section, um, which I wasn't prepared for. Um, it, and the labour kind of started pretty normal. Um, my, I, the whole thing, I kind of wanted to do hypnobirthing. I wanted a water birth. I didn't want to take any painkillers. And yeah, that was it. it none of that went to plan oh I know and you know that happens to so many people I mean I think it's good like like I've said I've said this before it's so good having a plan but then you kind of feel sad afterwards when it didn't go the way you wanted it yeah yeah mentally that's something that got me mentally because it just didn't didn't go to plan but I uh I I went 40 yeah, hours four, you said sorry yeah, 40, 40 hours, hours. <gasps> that's like two days of being away yeah pretty I, oh that that was the killer that I was pretty delirious um I so I went I went in uh to the labor wards well the birthing unit uh Saturday morning um so I started on Friday I didn't end till Sunday so it was a whole weekend of no sleep and constant pain um I went in and they told me I was six centimeters and I was so happy because I was like wow I've got this far already oh, I don't know whether you can hear that that's uh Keelan screaming downstairs oh <laughs> right, um, well, yeah um, <laughs> do you know what I get that all the time with George as well so, yeah yeah, yeah you just got to yeah but um I went in I was six centimeters and I was so happy because I was like I've got this far without any painkiller and I'm doing okay I can do this um they checked me a few hours later and they actually told me I was four centimeters and that yeah that deflated me so much like I was just like because when they check you that luminous (laughs) when they uh when they check for your dilation oh do you know I, that's something I've not had to have actually what's oh, no. it like what's it like oh it's so painful you're tender down there anyway yeah um, and then they sh- they well to put it nicely they shove their whole hand up there and they kind oh. of open up their hands um oh, in God. your cervix to check just how dilated you are and it hurt and 
the first time I had it done, I didn't know what to expect. So I was yeah. like, yeah, this is fine. And then I was like, oh my God, is that what oh. the head is going to feel like? I was like, I can't, I can't oh. do this. I can't do this. But I carried on. And then when they checked me again and I was four centimeters, I was just like, what? Like, so can oh. that just happen then? Sorry, like I, I'm honestly, because I've not actually had a full term birth. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm not, can that, can you end up like, you know, so being I- like, six centimeters and then going back see six yeah is it so, six centimeters yeah six centimeters to four centimeters so I, I don't know some people say that you can go down some people say that you can't um honestly I think they might have um like measured me wrong in the first place because the whole way through the labor I didn't get past four centimeters anyway so gosh oh yeah. you poor girl do you know oh, oh it frightens me it frightens yeah. oh bless yeah. you um so so after Keelan the lovely mm. little Keelan that's now one years old arrived yeah. so yeah. tell me um tell me what that was like and then and then you know obviously what happened afterwards yeah so he arrived on the Sunday night so I had the epidural in the end um and so I had the epidural Sunday morning went through round to about eight o'clock Sunday night and they basically said to me you've got two hours and if you're still not um dilating then we're going to give you a c-section and I took the option there and then to take the c-section straight away because it was just I didn't want anything to happen to him in that time to me in that time but having the c-section I wasn't mentally prepared for that either so after he was born um like I, oh sorry that's my son that's my son oh bless oh, him dear. oh dear oh um, my mommy yeah <laughs> um so yeah after after um after he was born I just remember I was quite emotionally detached and I didn't get that jolt of of love that you always hear people saying and I kind of had a bit more resentment towards him um which sounds awful but that is how that that is where I believe the psychosis started um because I didn't have sleep for a whole weekend so for two to three days I didn't sleep um and I'd been through so much that I kind of just I I just I didn't want to see him and I was like I I can't do this I I I, you know and then next thing you know they've they've stuck him onto my chest he's feeding off of me and I just I didn't get a break um yeah you know I know that it's the same with a lot of mums but it I just felt like oh I just I was just like a working machine and I just had to keep going and going um but yeah um and and then I was in the labor ward for another two days because of the c-section so I and and you're sharing a room with another three families um, and you don't get any sleep because as soon as your child sleeps, one of their child wake up, one of their babies wake up. So I went probably about five days without any sleep. And that is a big thing with the psychosis. Is it? Gosh, yeah. right, yeah. I mean, when you talk about the initial bond and stuff, I'm totally with mm-hmm. you there um, yeah. because a lot of mums I speak to, like when I like was pregnant, I was like, so what's it like? Oh, they just put them on you and it's this rush of love. I I didn't feel that either. Like yeah. for a while after I had George, I was like, sometimes I'd look at him and be like, 
hmm, I think I, I do like you, but I'm not sure. Like, yeah. I just couldn't, yeah. I just, I just didn't get that wave of emotion. And I was the same, although I didn't get that bonding time and it was traumatic for me as well. Um, mm. And he just got taken straight away. And mm. or, it's awful because you're thinking to yourself, you don't want to tell people either initially because you're just like, I don't get it. I don't yeah. get why I'm not feeling that. Am I, uh, is something wrong with me? Or, you yeah, know, like, because yes. I just, you're so scared yeah you're so scared that you just you haven't got that bond and that something's wrong with you and then I felt kind of guilty as well yeah you do though you do feel guilty because I think like after speaking to everyone and you and you love your bump don't you and you love it and Mm. you're pregnant and you're like I love them already and stuff and then almost Mm. like that kind of after all that traumatic time that you've had it's Mm. like almost like you know it's it's frightening like I don't know it's just a a different kind of feeling well it was for me anyway yeah no Um, I'm with you (laughs) so you're not alone there um so so after he came then so you went home then after two days did you uh yeah so uh I didn't go home to the Tuesday I went into hospital on the Saturday and didn't come out to the Tuesday Oh gosh, yeah, and I know what you mean about the sleep as well. It's yeah. um, it's awful. Well, people just ring the bells and like, yeah. and then you hear babies crying, and it's just. I mean, I know they can't help it and stuff, but it is hard. I mean, George was in the neonatal unit when I was there, so I was in a room full of all these mums that had, had C sections with the babies and with mm. the families, and like the babies were crying, and I was like, because I was so off my head, I just kept mm. having more shots I was like where's my baby where's my baby yeah, I just yeah. and honestly it was just it was very that was traumatizing in itself just like yeah. thinking where my child because I had no idea if he was yeah. okay or I don't know I was just in a completely other world so I think yeah no sleep in no in those wards at all I mean you're lucky to get any sleep in there yeah 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 and I was by this point as well I didn't realize it but I was already having like invasive thoughts and the sleep patterns because they were all jarred up that it really affected me what kind of thoughts were you getting around then then was that just the beginning I'm guessing of all this yeah so that was that was just the beginning so I I remember um this is the thing from then on it kind of gets a bit blurry but the things that I remember I remember uh, family coming to visit in the hospital and they well, wanted to hold Keelan and you know give him a cuddle and I didn't want anyone to touch him I thought they were going to take him away from me I thought that they were going to drop him you know I didn't even want Craig to touch him because I was I just thought that he was going to fall asleep with him in his arms and then I'd find Keelan on the floor like I just had all of these I think that's pretty normal as well for any mum um yeah but my it really got my anxiety up oh yeah yeah, yeah. I can tell I think it's probably as well like the fact that you had to go through all that 40 hours and stuff and, and in the mm. end you decided to have a c-section for his safety and mm. then it's like one wanted to go through all of that and then something like happened to him and stuff and you read all these sad stories and stuff and I don't think yeah. they help sometimes yeah 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 they they kind of make you like yeah think about <laughs> I know they're good for raising awareness and like making sure you're being safe but then sometimes when your anxiety is like on a different level it's like you become almost obsessed with the thought don't you yeah yeah Um, yeah definitely so so um so that that was the start of it then so then you went home and you just thought right I'm just I suppose you wouldn't have known what that was it's kind of like people say you get baby blues or you feel a bit Mm. different afterwards so you'd have probably just put it down to that at the time Yes. Um, yeah. Um, so at the time, I, I 
I knew something wasn't right, but I didn't know what it was. Um, I w- I got home and I wasn't sleeping. And then I, I, it got, I remember the first night I came home, uh, Keenan was sleeping in his Moses basket and I could hear babies crying. I felt like I was still on the ward, um, like the, the, the hospital um, with the other uh, mums in, in our room. And I could hear a baby crying. And I said to Craig, I was like, Is, has next door just had a baby? Because I, I can hear babies. And, and that kept me up. So I was already hallucinating. So I knew something wasn't right. Um, and then I started having these awful panic attacks anxiety attacks and they prevented me from sleeping my adrenaline would go so high that I would be shaking and that I would be pacing up and down the room and yeah it just uh it was horrible and I in the beginning I knew I was hallucinating but I but then eventually I was hallucinating and I thought it was real so um, yeah, 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 it's hard. I bet I imagine it's hard to kind of separate what's real and what's not. And you'd probably oh. start to think like your partner's like having have having you on like with things, yeah. wouldn't? Yeah. So one of oh. my one of my main things was I I, I remember that I had a big episode one night, um, when my friend was over and I was talking to her about what had happened over the past few days and I was telling her everything and I and I just was saying to her I don't know what's real and what's a dream I was like am I dreaming right now and she was like no this is real and I was like yeah but you're gonna say that if you're in my dream yeah it's so true though yeah yeah Yeah. oh god god so what happened then did she know to keep an eye on you then I'm guessing or well I yeah from then uh that night I had a massive just episode is what they call it uh, the psychosis really hit hit home and uh I got suicidal um I also wanted to hurt my baby and I would say this out loud um to my friend and to my husband and when I say say I, I was actually screaming it to them um and I was kind of like I'm gonna hurt the baby I'm gonna hurt the baby so no instead of hurting him I'm gonna hurt myself and then they were physically holding me down because I was like I was determined because there's also although you go through the psychosis and the all of that there's also an element where you want to protect your baby as well um there's there's also other parts of the psychosis where you feel like people are going to take your baby you get very paranoid um, it's like being two people isn't it it's like oh, one of you yeah. wants to protect y- your baby and then the other one wants to like not hurt. have the baby anymore and hurt the baby yeah and then like it's like you're fighting against each other so I guess the easiest thing to do at that point like you said was then you wanted to hurt yourself to stop you being able to hurt the baby I guess yeah that was kind of like the logic behind it but there was no logic at the same time but mm. actually when I was in the they took me to hospital to like voluntarily to get checked out um after after that night um and I remember saying I was like I feel like Gollum <laughs> you know Gollum has oh, two God. separate personalities and one is Smeagol and one is Gollum <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's so how like I the, felt when the doctors are coming around how do you feel then Chrissy well I feel like Gollum yeah. you know <laughs> yeah that's what I was saying and that was the only way I could like um get my thoughts out and tell them how I was feeling because I I just was saying I was saying that and then I was kind of like but I'm I'm going crazy I can't I can't get my thoughts out 
I'm going crazy. I can't do this anymore. Um, and then I would get suicidal again and then people would try and stop me. And yeah, it just got very, uh, very dark. Oh my God. So, so that night after, after the episode then, did, was your friend there and, and your husband and they had to kind of restrain you then from doing anything or was it more like you ended up just knowing that you needed to go to hospital? No, they were restraining me. They were hold, physically holding me down because I was, I had a fixation. Um, I, I hope this doesn't sound too dark, but I had a fixation. No, I think we, it's we, important. I think it's yeah. important we're honest because I think if of there's course, anyone else yeah. out there that, you yeah. know, that was relating to this, you know, just that's what we're about, really. Yeah, but, yeah. It's, it's, I, I had a fixation on a knife uh, in the kitchen. Yeah. It was a specific knife. We had coloured ones, like the colour coordinated knives, and I wanted the pink one. And I was so fixated, I wanted to basically shove that knife in inside me and oh. end everything. I also had this thought that um, that it was if I'd done that, it was almost like I would wake up from the dream. Um, and that was what I needed to do to wake up. You know, like when you're, yeah. when you're in a dream and you're falling and you wake up, mm. that's what yes. I thought I would happen to me. I, I know exactly what you mean there. It's almost like you're actually releasing yourself from this horrible, horrible mm. nightmare. Um, yeah, yeah. You know what? Honestly, I just, I just want to hook you. That's an awful <laughs> thing to go through. And you know what? Yeah. I, I've um, heard, I spoke to a girl a while ago who would have been through a similar thing and I didn't even know that that existed. I thought, you know, like, I, ju I just thought as far as mental health goes, it goes as far as the spectrum is anxiety, postnatal depression, which is what a lot of people do because a lot of people raise awareness mm. around that subject. But what you went through, I mean... Oh, that's just especially with your first child as well it's it's scary it's it's I feel so sorry for you yeah I just I thought I was going crazy like it was it was such a difficult um situation to be in and the psychosis also stops you from sleeping um you would I would fall asleep and then I'd jolt like in the early stages I would jolt myself back up um in the end they kept me when I went to hospital to get some help they kept me in overnight um and they ended up giving me sleeping tablets and then that didn't work so then they ended up having to inject me to get me to get some rest overnight because I was not going to sleep so oh god you poor yeah. girl I know and the thing is as a new mum I mean I'm sure everyone would agree like you really need your sleep as well oh, like. yeah yeah yeah, I was breastfeeding at the time as well. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. my God, you poor girl. Yeah, so it's like you've got all these thoughts going through your head and then you're also having to kind of deal with the thing that you don't want to deal with at the same time. So yeah. it's just, oh, God. And at one point you mentioned like about lev levitating. You thought you were levitating. Is that when you were in the hospital or was that a, a later on? Uh, so that was later on. It was, so after the... So I was in the hospital and then they actually sent me to uh, the mother and baby unit. Um, and that's where I start. Before you get better, you kind of get worse um, because mm. drugs take about two weeks to kick in. So they told me they thought that I was dealing with postpartum psychosis. I had no idea what that was. So I felt so alone. Um, oh. But the hallucinations and the like um visions that I was getting were getting worse and I would see myself levitating off my bed I would um kind of get very religious at times and say that God was talking to me like 
directly to me um and i and he wanted me to harm myself um so that you know so that i could go to heaven and stuff like that it was it was uh it was it was pretty pretty bad I, I thought I could change wall color I thought I had the power to change day to night I thought I was God at one point as well my god and do you remember all this or are these things that you got told afterwards then are you or do you remember it kind of thing no these I actually remember quite quite a bit it's hazy but these are the things that I remember so um and from what I hear as well there's things that I don't remember um that that happened as well like it, it you know there's some days are I kind of have blacked out for a few days so I don't even know what happened in those days oh my goodness oh my goodness that's mm. that's so I feel so sorry for you so so yeah. how oh bless you well obviously now you're fine but but how mm-hmm. what but let's just talk about the mother and baby unit so was that mm-hmm. and like um where we would all go a mother and baby unit is that a diff- different part of the hospital then that bit yeah so a uh, mother and baby unit is uh, a psych ward initially. Um, so it's where all mental health patients go, but there's a specific uh, part of the psych ward that is literally just for mother and babies. Um, and uh, basically you can go there. Well, not anyone can go there. You can go there for postpartum depression and psychosis and any other, uh, if you're a mum and have any kind of mental health. So even uh schizophrenia or you know anything that's not related to the baby but you've mm-hmm. just had a baby they can you get admitted there so you can't just go there but you get admitted there that's that's where and do you think does every do you know if every hospital has something like that i, I had no idea you know um no they I, that. They, I think there's just a few you get sent there so there's right. a few hospitals in the uk i don't think there's a lot but mm. there's a where there's a site board there's normally a mother and baby unit wow so I'm I'm like I mean one of the thoughts that like I remember from sorry when um you worry about kind of that if you don't seem rational in yourself I used to worry that they might take George away from me or yeah so I used to put on a bit of an act but it's so good to hear that actually you know if you're not right in yourself that they actually send you with your baby to that unit so you're not separated because I just think that'd make things a lot worse oh no having being able to have him with me just helped so much and they knew how important it was and they kind of they encouraged me to kind of do some self-care exercises activities um and he was with me the whole time now because of how bad I actually was he wasn't allowed to stay in my room with me overnight so he would stay in the communal nursery um he would have his own cot and I would sleep in my room and he would sleep in his room because when I first got to the mother and baby unit I was on one-to-one which is when uh, someone is with you at all times so you know when you're showering when you go into the toilet when you're eating when you're sleeping I had someone with me at all time and um, because I had just so many different delusions like there, there's just there's so many delusions that went through my mind I can't even remember half of them wow wow so so you start how long did it take you to kind of start to get better then um so it's a difficult one because I think it took it took me I was probably very ill for the first month two months um and I was in the unit for about four months wow Um, is that sleeping over every night as well there 
So it starts off with you staying there full time for the first few weeks. And then basically you have uh, what they call leave. So you can do overnight stays at home um, and come back. So you can do one night, two night, and then you build that up. So you kind of, it's almost like you're easing yourself into motherhood again. Yeah, a bit like baby weaning, isn't it? Like feeding them a little bit and then just giving you a little bit more each time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. no, oh, bless you. Yeah, so, so, oh gosh, that's quite a while to get back to actually normal kind of motherhood, I suppose. Yeah, I would say I didn't, so I got discharged at four months, but I still felt, I didn't feel great. Um, But I was, I wouldn't say until six months is till, until I felt myself again. Um, Mm. But you go through the depression as well. So um, with a massive high comes a massive low. And um, after a few months, I, the thing is, because of everything you've been through, you just feel, um, what's the word? Like you, you don't feel in control of your own mind. And that can really, well, it really brought me down, really brought me down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah yeah I imagine like it's I suppose it's just it's just the whole thing what you've been through as well like it's hard not to kind of wallow in that as well like I'm like you know every mum kind of has their own experience and people do experience depression and stuff but all you had to go through it's almost like you feel like you've I, mean, I hope I'm not making this worse but it's almost like you had to you missed out of like oh you know, yeah definitely kind of first few months of what seems to be you know normal settling in people coming round and all that kind of stuff yeah you had to miss out on all of that yeah I I wanted to do the whole um you know when you do the pictures and you do the um he's one week old two weeks old month old I never got to do any of that because I mentally couldn't I I didn't even know what a milestone card was so I you know once it got once I got to about four six to four, four to six months in I was like wow I I haven't enjoyed the newborn stage. Like I didn't get to see my newborn baby. I felt like, and I was just, I, it it felt like I was just given a three month old baby. And that was, that was, that was when I started feeling better. Oh, bless you. I know that. that, Oh, and is there anything that, um, I mean, in fact, onto that subject with the kind of having another baby, would that put you off having another one? Or do you think you'll want more children? So when I was going through it, I told Craig, I'm not having any more. It's not happening. Uh, I couldn't go through it all again. But now, now that I've kind of got through it, uh, I would say, I, I kind of say that my want for children is bigger than my fear. So I still fear that I'm going to go through it because there's actually a 50% chance of me going through psychosis again. Um, is that so, because you had it before? Yeah, is that because... because- you relate it is it because you relate it to having a baby so in your mind you'll kind of relate it to that trauma kind of thing or is it just it's just one of those things well it's just a hormonal thing um it is like a massive hormonal thing so if my hormones get mixed up again then I could go through psychosis again so when I get pregnant again I'll have to go on medication from the get-go just to Mm. hopefully prevent it from happening but um that's just you know it's a mind thing and it's a it's a it's a hormonal thing so it's a it's difficult but yeah I would say my my want is bigger than my fear so I definitely want more I've always wanted uh, quite a few children um 
I, I come from like I said like a massive family so I kind of want a few children yeah I mean it's so, so nice that as well and I'm so glad about that because hopefully next time you'll get the full kind of shebang from day dot where you know yes. you can enjoy all their milestones and stuff I mean will they um advise that you have a c-section next time or would it be a natural birth or would you go for that natural birth again after what happened last time so it's a difficult one um because it both scare me the see I have nightmares still of my c-section which is also a side effect of recovering from the psychosis because the the medication uh the nightmares are all part of it um, and I still have quite bad nightmares of the C-section. So that scares me. But then birth scares me as well. Oh, so, um, oh, But no. I think I'd like to go natural again. Um, yeah. Thing is, I, I say, you know, if you can battle, battle your own mind, which is what I've done, then you can conquer anything. Absolutely. I mean, how far you've come, I mean, it, mm. it's just incredible. Um, yes. I mean, where, where we'll get on to where, what you're doing now and stuff in a minute, but um, mm -hmm. I mean, is there anything that you would recommend to someone who thinks they might be or someone they know might be suffering with postpartum psychosis? Yeah, I'd, I'd probably say just, just talk. Talk to your friends, talk to your partner, talk to your midwife and be truthful and uh, in what you're feeling and what you're thinking. Um, the more you talk, the more help you're get, going to get. Also, like, don't pressure yourself. Don't, you know, don't think that you have to be this perfect mum. I think this goes for any mum, even, you know, if you're suffering with mental health or not. Don't put pressure on yourself. Just accept the help. It, you know, it's there. There's light at the end of the tunnel. So, yeah, yeah it does get easier. <laughs> Uh, it does well I say that George has just turned four and honestly that's why I'm drinking a lot at the moment so. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah oh no but the thing is I mean um it is I totally you know this is why it was really important to me to have have you on because what you've been through and stuff and I just love how how honest you are with it because I just mm -hmm. feel that it will just help so many other mums um, and yeah. if you hadn't have spoke to your friend or you hadn't spoke to your fr uh, family or your husband, like as much as what you did, you know, it could have been a totally different outcome. It's scary, but yeah. you know, if you, if you can be open with it, that that's um, really cool. Um, mm. So tell us a bit about what you are up to now, because I've been watching your YouTube videos. I think they're fab. So tell us a bit about <laughs> it anyway. Oh, thank you. Yeah. So I, I would say I'm a content creator um, and I kind of just do, I do a lot of YouTube. I, I have a blog as well and I just kind of create content around my lifestyle, around mum life, around fashion, around, you know, I share a lot of my home on there. It's just a all rounder kind of uh, just lifestyle really uh, uh, on YouTube. It's fantastic. So definitely check that out. What's your handle, um, Chrissy, so people can find you? Yeah, yeah, you can find me on Instagram and YouTube under Chrissy's Blogs, uh, spelled C-H-R-I-S-S-I-S, -S -S -S, Blogs. Um, but also you can find all of my links on my website, which is www.christina, spelled C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-A, dash R dot com brilliant brilliant and I will definitely I mean I've already checked it out so I'm already following you like but um yeah I'll put all those links in the show notes as well and is there any charities that you could recommend to anyone that is suffering any anything that you can recommend uh, where a place they can just go to now and have a quick look or find out any more information yeah definitely um there's a charity that uh I'm in touch with called uh 
action on postpartum psychosis with uh, APP for short and it's literally all on that condition and it's really helpful because you have uh like there's a whole page where people write their stories on it and when I was going through uh the ordeal um it's something that I could go to and read and kind of not feel so alone so yeah that's a really great charity that's fantastic I'll put that on the on the show notes as well um Mm. and uh, I just want to say a massive Thank you so much for sharing your story with us. It's definitely one when I read it really touched me. And honestly, I've been like tearing up listening to what you've had to go through. (laughs) So you're an incredible, inspirational uh, woman. I'm really happy that you've you've come on here. So thank you so much. Thanks. I Um, hope I can just help help someone out there. If I can help one person, then my job's done. Thanks to all of you for listening to today's episode on postpartum psychosis. It's very important that us as mothers come together to realise that although we are all mothers, everyone's journey is different and everyone has their own struggles that they have to face. If you know someone that could be suffering with postpartum psychosis or if you could be suffering with postpartum psychosis, head over to the show notes so you can read a bit more about it on the charity that Chrissy mentioned. If you enjoy this podcast, please subscribe so that you don't miss another episode. And if you can, I'd really appreciate a little review on what you think of our podcast. And I'll speak to you next week where we have a fantastic guest on very excited about this and I will be announcing it very soon. This podcast is sponsored by My Bump to Baby Family Protection and Legal Directory. Being a parent is such a minefield. It's so difficult deciding who to select when it comes to financial advice or family law solicitors. My Bump to Baby works with one trusted financial advisor and one trusted family law solicitor in each town throughout the whole of the UK. To find your nearest advisor or family law solicitor, head over to www.mybump2baby.com forward slash family protection legal. We have a really special offer today and I'm so excited to share it with you. The ultimate giveaway. Do you want to receive one of our planners for free or would you like access to our Instagram growth course worth £59? At My Bump to Baby, we are massively passionate about making sure parents have the protection in place that they need should the worst happen. If you choose to book in with your nearest family law solicitor today to have a look and a chat about your will, or if you book in with your financial advisor to review your family protection or your pension, we will give you access to either our Instagram course with £59 or we will send you one of our amazing planners completely free of charge. To qualify for this, all you need to do is fill in the form at the bottom of this podcast and we will book you in with your nearest advisor. 
You don't need to take out a policy and you don't need to take out a will. It's just simply having a chat to make sure that you have the protection that you need should the worst happen. We are so excited to bring you this offer and we hope you take advantage of it because protecting your family is the most important decision that you could make today.